Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Dr. Love. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Dr. Homebrew. We're here with another couple of homebrews. We have an SD beer. What is that, Cooper? What is that again? SD. Standard definition beer. Standard definition beer. It's just a normal ass beer. And then later on, we have a Mexican lager, I believe. No. We don't? Hazy IPA. Hazy IPA, I believe. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go. We got that going on. Uh, I guess the Mexican lager is for next. Yeah. um, You know, some of our, our, our. Listeners have been emailing me and saying, oh, I brew a Mexican uh, lager, you know, since our, our episodes about that. Yeah. And they want to kind of share like, well, you know, if you want to just taste yours, our, mine next to yours, we could do that. And and yeah, I don't know if it'll be a side thing or we'll judge them individually, but I, I we got one already and there's some others that might be coming in. So uh, nice. thank you. And for we the, have ours. So next yeah. show, we're going to do our three. Yes. Yes. Mine's going to win, by the way. Okay. Mine's so good. I love it. I made a, a, a dry hopped uh, side version of mine. Look at that. That's beautiful. Cooper, or uh, Char, when you drop beer off, man, I'm, I'm sorry I missed you. I was going to offer you a, a little taste of mine. But then I was like, I don't know. Is that ethical? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you know, we need to talk about some details for later on. We don't, not, not right this second. But you know, I wonder if it might be an idea when we, we get the doc, Dr. Ombre together to judge. Maybe we want to uh, uh, you know record at your place or something and, and have uh, Taryn maybe like randomize them so we don't know whose is whose. Just you lost me at record at my place. I don't know, we'll talk about it. <laughs> well, we, we can record at the we can record at the grenade and do the same thing. But it might be interesting to try you to do can. something where we kind of don't know whose is whose and we we try to judge them blind and. Just just a thought. Yeah, let's talk. We'll talk about it later. You're right. You're right. But uh, before we get into Collins beer, Collins, a holdover guest from our last show. I want to, of course, mention our sponsor, Five Star Chemicals, and thank them very much for supplying the show. So you don't have to. Well, not supplying, but sponsoring the show. You know what I mean? You go to fivestarchemicals.com slash homebrew hyphen club hyphen program today. Right now, you can do it wherever you want, wherever you are, your neural uplink, whatever you want to do. And uh, join their homebrew club. It's totally free. You can still stay in your homebrew club. But it's a homebrew club program where they feed you information. They feed you information and topics on their products. They uh, will give you some free swag. They'll give you the chance to try new products that come out into the market that nobody even knows about yet. Something cool that you haven't even heard of. All that kind of stuff. They're lovely people. They've been supporting this show for... I think they were our first sponsor on this show. We wouldn't do it without they them. They were so. the original. Yeah. Yeah. I still remember the day you called me. You are on a sponsored podcast by <laughs> Five Star Chemicals. What a dumb our, thing to tell you. I'm our sorry. main sponsor. Yeah. 
Uh, anyway, check them out. FiveStarChemicals.com. Colin, welcome back, man. It's like you never it's been left. such a long time. Yeah. I know. Yeah, it's good to see you. You're kind of wearing the same clothes, though. So I just maybe we'll need to do a welfare check on you. Make sure Impression. you're doing OK. Uh, so what beer is this? What's a What's a 5D? It is a German pills. So, German pissy. There we go. You are a lager brewer, man. So we'll, uh, That's what I categorized it at. We'll see what what happens. Ah, OK. OK. So you're unsure necessarily. Yeah, I tried something different. We'll we'll see what it comes out oh, as. Okay. As Wesley Willis would say, different is good. Mm. <laughs> um, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. When you as when a home brewer says different, that's then that's yeah, maybe you should be a little little weary about it. <laughs> I did something different. Yeah. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got pond water and just fermented with that. <laughs> I squeezed my sharks into the beer. <laughs> All right, Cooper, start us off, man. Yes, okay. Beer at a nice fill level. By the way, I just I want to say I'm going to interrupt you. This beer is like it's so yellow, it's almost white, like neon. Like it's like SRM one. It's like you're profoundly pale. You cannot get paler than this. You can't. It's not none more pale. It's like vitamin B (laughs) P. Bright. It's almost neon bright yellow. Like it's just so light. Uh, okay, so in the nose, I got a a light sulfur in it, um, and it. Um, at first, I was saying it kind of blew off a little bit quickly. It wasn't um, so the character of sulfur matters, and this is a little br- brighter. It seems like than the kind of standard. You know, it's not like really an eggy or really rude sulfur, but it's also not like the really soft kind of sulfur compound. It's like um, you know, just a faint light DMS cooked corn thing and some lagers there's something a little sharp about it i think there might be a little hydrogen sulfide a little h2s i'm gonna say it's it's just a hint eggy uh and it, it does blow off which tells me it's a pretty volatile version of that so it's it's uh it's there and it's kind of hanging in there uh but it's it's not so heavy that it's like oh my god that's awful the hops are actually quite evident here too with a nice floral impression a hint of spice. The malt is just a low, clean, granny bready, really nice note there. Um, the beer is is seems like it's pretty cleanly lagered. I'm not getting any diacetyl, no acetaldehyde or anything here. And yeah, that sulfur is kind of blowing off, or my nose is just getting desensitized to it. The beer is beautiful, three out of three for appearance. Need we say more? It's brilliantly clear, yellow gold. You know, well, yellow. Some goldish, you know, tendencies, but not not going too far into that territory. It's not straw. It's just a nice, bright, yellowy, uh, rich color. Um, head sticks around very well. Mostly finer bubbles. Uh, did I mention excellent clarity? Yes. Okay, I did. Um, flavor-wise, this is a clean and and it's a somewhat bitter-edged um, version of the German pills. The German pills is coming through. Um, fairly well, and you, I'm getting some sulfur in the flavor too, a little bit, but it's not heavy or annoying. But um, you know, it's just a low greeny. It almost lightens it up a little bit. Yeah, and the, the sulfur, it's, it's, it like it like yeah. lifts the, some of the the bitterness up a little bit. Something's lightening it. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a dry, it's a very dry finish. Um, seems like a clean fermentation, good clean lager fermentation, nice medium hop flavor, mostly floral. 
um, a little bit of the herbal floral uh, in there too. But yeah, um, there's something that's just a little bit biting about it. I think it might be because of the dryness that there's this kind of slight bitterness or minerality that comes into it, like a little bit too uh, sulfate-y, but it's a clean and dry lager. Otherwise, just really sippable, drinkable, good. And so the beer is, I guess you could say it's crisp, but you, I, I'd say it's more like refreshing, but with a hint of an edge there too, like that it's not a stringency, but there's a, it's probably still just the bitterness, uh, but there's something a little edgy that also kind of bites your tongue a little bit. Um, it's not as soft and quaffable as, as some, there's no warmth here. It's not, not creamy or anything. Um, it's actually very, uh, you know, kind of, well, medium light, light bodied has somewhat of a almost watery impression to me overall. It's just, it goes down, goes off your tongue and you're left with that bitterness and it just it dried off and it's gone. Just an interesting little bite there. This is a, you know, overall, it's a quite drinkable and enjoyable term lager, you know, and a style is, you know, mostly the lighter things to play off of. You want to, you know, have, a, you know, that nice German pills malt, but also the, the German hops and some sulfate in your water to let the hops, you know, play off of that. I think I'd like it just a touch more of that. The pills malt character is somehow just getting a little lost here or maybe less bitterness. Uh, or you could also just attenuate it just a touch less. It's just very dry. And also cleaning up the sulfur, of course, you know, that's going to help a lot. Uh, but so it's, it's, it's a fine point. It's super simple and clean, nice as it is. I just want to feel a bit, uh, it to feel a bit more substantial. Uh, it's just still pills. It's not, you know, it, you don't want it to go towards like German Leicht beer or something like that. But, you know, I, I really, I liked, despite the sulfur, I really liked the, the aroma. And then when I got into the flavor that it, it changed a little bit. It's just like, it's, it's too dry. That's all I'll say. I gave it a 37. I think it's a really good German pill. Too dry. Too dry. And too edgy, too too minerally. Oh. That's all. You mean like but it's really like char, too edgy. I could drink yeah, too dry. <laughs> I'm edgy, man. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I got. Char. Okay. Very good. So uh Colin, uh, thanks for sticking around with with all of us and all of our nonsense. Thanks for sharing this beer. Uh it's a five D uh German pills. Uh bottle inspection. Uh check that box. It was appropriate. Uh the hiss when I opened it up was real low. Uh, but that was due to the the uh, high fill more than anything else, uh, I believe. So thank you for the the high fill aroma. Uh, I got sort of a low aroma overall. This is also you know in the last show I we judged one of your beers and it's it sat around out for a while. This has been out for you know over three hours. Uh, and like your previous one, I think it's gotten better with being out uh, just on the counter. Uh, at you know room temperature, you know seventy six, seventy seven, seventy eight degrees here. Uh, I kind of agree with with Coop about the sulfur. I, I don't think it's as prominent for me as it is for him, but I I do get a little sulfur here. That it's not H two S. H two S is really is that rotten egg pungent thing that tends to blow off. I I didn't get this when I opened it with the H two S. I'm not getting it now, but it's to me kind of an appropriate amount of uh, of sulfur for a lager. What I didn't get before is maybe a tiny bit of of smoke character, not like a not like a smoked beer, but uh, related to that sort of sulfur, maybe more like a matchstick. Uh, but again, that's what a uh, what's on a matchstick is 
sulfur, sulfur compounds. None of it's bad, right? I, I'm not trying to say you're, you're, this is a, a bad aroma. It's what you expect from a pilsner is some degree of sulfur uh, through the whole, the whole pint. The aroma is low overall. I get a low spicy sort of noble hop aroma, a low pilsner malt aroma, which I, I was surprised to not get more of a pilsner malt aroma. And in fact, that seems to have gone down. Whatever Pilsner malt aroma I was getting before seems to be somewhat absent. Pilsner malt has a very, it's got a very unique, perfumey, identifiable character to it. Uh, and some of it comes across as sweetness, even though it's not the sweetness. It's sort of that perfumey Pilsner character. And for a Pilsner beer, that's really, it's hard to pick out. And that's... Uh, to me, kind of the, the the flaw in the aroma. It's not a process flaw. It's maybe a recipe flaw. Maybe it's age. I don't know. But I'm not getting that that Pilsner malt character in the nose that I'm, I'm expecting. It, I get more like I made a note, more like an American light lager aroma. It's just very low. It's it's good. It's it it's it's there. But kind of the point of that aroma in the American light lager is to be as low as possible, and a Pilsner should be a little little more than that. So I gave this seven out of twelve uh, appearance, three out of three. It's, this beer is crystal clear. I mean, if you could make this, uh, uh, we held this up earlier. This is like SRM one, <laughs> SRM zero point five. I mean, can you have fractional SRMs under a one? <laughs> I think you can. Uh, this probably will break people's analytical equipment if they try to freaking figure out what the SRM of this of this beer is. I mean, this is just nuts. Um, I've rarely seen, I mean, this is an accomplishment, Colin. I mean, holy cow. It's crystal clear. It's super pale light straw. It's as close to what SRM1 as I've probably ever seen in a beer. The head is low and persistent. I mean, I poured some of this out of the bottle, but I mean, come on, this is, it's tiny, but that bottle's been open for three hours, man. <laughs> it's still, it's still giving me a ring around the glass. So, so well done. That's three out of three. Uh, flavor initially the flavor it's it's malty. I get a more like a two row malt flavor than a pills malt flavor. It's not bad, but it's not what I expect from a German pills. Uh, bitterness uh, comes up to balance that kind of low level of malt uh, in mid palate. In fact, it kind of tilts the balance toward the bitterness, which is interesting because it's not. This is not a super bitter beer. It's not an IPA. This is not a, uh, you know, it's not a high IBU beer, but it's got malt flavor. And as you get from kind of mid palate to the finish, that bitterness just kind of keeps climbing up again, never to a point where it's, you know, 50 IBUs or a hundred IBUs or anything crazy like that. But it does into the finish to me tilt toward bitter, which is good. It's well attenuated. Uh, there's no off flavors, uh, 12 out of a 20 for flavor. Uh, Mouthfeel, uh, body's light. Carbonation is medium low. Uh, there's no warming. It's not creamy or astringent. The carbonation is a little lower than expected. So I gave it four out, out of five. I mean, a Pilsner doesn't have to be, it's not Belgian where you have to have that cage and the cork and that thick glass to keep it from exploding at the store. Uh, but it also should be I think a little more carbonated than at least this particular bottle was. Uh, overall impression, uh, I gave it a seven for a total of 33. Uh, I really like this beer. It has no obvious off flavors or aromas. You know, we talked about in the last show, if I were at a brewery 
hanging out, having a nice afternoon, I would drink several of these and have a good time. And I, I'd enjoy my day and I wouldn't be smashed. Then I'd go home and I, I'd be happy. In terms of making a, a pills, it lacks some of the character that really defines what a pills is, uh, which is why this is in the very good category, generally within style parameters. Some, excuse me, I'm, I don't want to. I just burp on air. What the hell? Uh, it has some minor flaws. Uh, you know, and the flaws aren't technical flaws. I think they're recipe issues. It's just lacking that Pilsner malt character. Uh, and that to me is lacking the carbonation. And those two things are really kind of keep pointing me away from this is the German pills to, oh, this is some other kind of, of beer instead. It's a good beer. You know, I, I give this, you know, in, in the boxes at the bottom, a lot of times people kind of gloss over these things. Technical merit, you know, to me, it's flawless. In, intangibles, it's wonderful. Stylistic accuracy, it's like a box-ish back from being a classic example. Uh, and that, to me, is a, it, 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 my, my perspective is that's a recipe issue and it's not a process issue. And we'll hear about uh, in a second how right or how horribly wrong I am. So thank you, Colin. I appreciate yeah. you sharing. He's going to tell us, I brewed this with no pills malt whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> it was 100% pale chocolate. Yeah. It's funny, Char, you mentioned the, the uh, carbonation because like that head is perfect. I, yeah. I think the carbonation is great on this bottle. I was like, okay. when I... When I pour it, it's very, it's very active. It gets active in, you know, approximately 2.9 seconds. Yep. It's just there. So I think that's really yep. great. I, I like the beer tremendously. Um, I would, yep. you know, smelling it right off the bat, it is a little, there, it's almost like a red apple skin kind of thing. Um, but that goes away, maybe like a light melon, and that could be from the hops. I'm going to guess that there's some new school hops in the aroma. I don't know. We'll see tasting it it is a little a little aggressively bitter but i think that's maybe what you want in this style if you're an ipa drinker who likes lagers this is the beer for you i would give this a full 42 i think it's wow. a fantastic beer um wow. i would drink this i would be i would buy this at a bar i would be on the annoyed side because it's too bitter and now i'll take it give it a 40 i'm going to take it down because it's too bitter for me it lasts too much but everything else is fucking awesome this is a great beer so yeah I, and the, you yeah. know in the guidelines too as i'm going back through them it says medium to high bitterness lingering into the aftertaste along with a touch of malt and hops so you know but it has to have that touch of malt and hops with it yes the other thing is in the mouthfeel you know may have a flinty minerally sharpness in some examples so you have to allow for the range of style uh some of them can be more like this okay but, but yeah it's you know it is leaning towards that flinty minerally side of the style. And if you really like that, this is the beer for you. I, I could come up a few points, you know, just yeah, reading yeah. that too. But I, I think, I think either just a little more malt or per, preferably a little less hops. And I, I, to, that's yeah. a, that's a, and you know, carbonation is so hard to, we've talked numerous times on this show about how hard it is to get carbonation, right. In, at a homebrew level, whether you're bottle conditioning or filling from a keg, and I could easily accept that I may have had, you know, I got a low hiss on opening. Uh, you know, it's I didn't get quite the head that you did, JP. And it might that that's easily bottle variation. And I can 
you know, I, I'm not going to slag the whole beer and give it a you know, terrible score because it happened. My one bottle happened to have maybe not optimum carbonation. Uh, but I don't know. I, I want to find out about what this malt bill is or extract bill or, or all that stuff. Hit it up, Colin. Let's go, dude. Talk about your beer. So there is no Pilsner malt on this beer. Uh, I was totally right. I totally, I totally called it. There's, yeah. It's just that's the only thing that's missing. Otherwise, it's so it's great. Okay, what what did you do? It is a hundred percent Weirman Vienna malt. Really? This is a hundred percent Vienna malt. Yes. Colin, what is wrong with you? Why would you (laughs) prompted you to do this? Vienna Lager. I was so I'm calling this a Austrian Pilsner. Yeah. Syrian holding hops all the way through. You got me. So it's wow. It's brewed like a German pills, but all Austrian ingredients. <laughs> That's funny. I, I never That's tasted anything really like this when I was in Austria. <laughs> and I, I'm like, what degree love a bond? Because I you get different. Well, or, or, or maybe it's not. Or even Munich is not. How, how'd you get this pale with 100 percent Vienna? Like I, I have questions. It's uh, it's decocted as well. No yeah. shit. Wow. Are you? Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. What what strange magic did you use to make this beer? <laughs> it's just so I took just Weirman Vienna base. I mean, just the normal. I bought a bag of it, been playing around with it. So 100% of that. So it's uh, 10 pounds. Uh, took it, did uh, initial strike temperature at 140 for 10 minutes. Then took a third of it out, boiled it for 15 minutes, dumped it back in, raised the entire mash to 162 for 30 minutes. So I recirc. So I do a Herm system. So it's recirking the whole time. So I think that helps with clarity significantly. Yeah. Um, I don't know about color per se, but anyway, so uh, just that single decoction toward the end, I do the 162 rest for the glycoprotein, which I think helps with head retention pretty significantly. Um, so then for the hot bill, again, steering goldings all the way through. So a 60 minute addition of two ounces a 20 minute edition of an ounce and then a five minute edition of half an ounce for 30 IBU. Hmm. Uh, original gravity was 49. Final gravity was eight. So it's 83% attenuation. So it dried out pretty significantly. Yeah. It is very, very well attenuated. Yeah. You know, Which I'm looking I, at, I, I'm looking at the Weirman webpage and both the Weirman Vienna and the, the Vienna bark malt are like 2.7 to 3.8 love bond. I mean, Holy cow, dude. Like what? Are you, I can't. I can't get over that. Yeah, I was shocked. It came out that light too. I was expecting something a little more. Yeah. Um, I mean, clearly, Vienna Vienna Lager. You need to use some uh, additional malt to get the color. I can't just use a hundred percent. So I just was clearly. curious to try it. Do <laughs> just yeah, aggressive with us. Yeah. Yeah. A, yeah. It's a very um, drinkable beer. It's just a different animal altogether. Yeah. Which I had no idea where to put it. I thought German Pills was the closest one because there's not really anything that would it would fall into. Yeah. And remind me, what, what, what hops did you say you used again? Uh, the Styrian Goldings. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah kind of so, a spicy, noble hop type. A little, little so bit of flavor to of me, that. Like the beer Leffa or Lefe, however you say that, that, that Belgian blonde yes. beer. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that aroma is Styrian hop. So I've, no, I go Belgian blonde, ah. which you guys before. But I've played with the hop character on that a lot, and I picked this hop, and it is dead nuts. That's I would be shocked if that's not what they're using. To me, that's where that aroma. Yeah. So that a little bit of red apple you were talking about. I think that's hop. 
I'd get that in the hop. Interesting. Okay. I like Cooper saying it's just a different animal. Yeah. And that's yeah. maybe what I got kind of a, when I said smoked, but it wasn't smoked. There was a little bit of like toasty Vienna character. And that's what I was yeah. thinking of. And it's late and I'm slightly tipsy. Uh, and that's kind of came out like, oh, it's smoked. Uh, no, that that was You're definitely smoked. that Vienna character. <laughs> After, yeah. Uh, as far as water, so it's 32 sulfate, 35 chloride, 27 sodium. Okay. Yeah, so real soft water overall. Yeah. I think mash pH was 5.4, five, 5.5. Five. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I like it. I, I think that if, if you had not called it a Pilsner, which to me really... Mm-hmm. When I, when I, regardless of the exact details of the style guidelines, when I'm when I'm judging a pilsner, I want or I'm expecting a certain malt profile that involves a lot of pilsner malt. And I think that if you'd called this a Vienna lager, I probably no. would have scored this a few points higher. No, this is not no. a Vienna lager. Are you crazy? No. It's way too I disagree. Big. You're high. I, I, I would personally, I, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. I would have scored it higher as a Vienna lager. The bitterness was not as, not as outside of style as the not having Pilsner malt would be for a Pilsner beer. That that's just me. Ooh, that's an inch. That's interesting. That's an interesting, um, 5d chess move because the yeah. category is 5d get it guys uh, um, <laughs> 3d chess is for toddlers I'm, yeah. I'm i'm into the 5d right now um that's okay that's interesting that's an interesting Seriously, insight into your brain Pil- pilsner malt is so important to german pilsner it's in the name of the beer well and is the name is the name pilsner malt beer or is the name pilsner malt because it's, it's in the Pil- it's Pil- yeah you know, and that's a valid point, but the two are so intertwined. Yeah. That the absence of the Pilsner malt from this beer, to me, I mean, I'm just saying, to me as a judge, that is more, more of a deviation from the platonic ideal of a Pilsner beer than the <laughs> if this than the deviation of having too much bitterness would be for a Vienna lager for this beer being a hundred percent Vienna malt. It's you fucking you understand what talk, I'm saying? Man. This is, yeah, it's, I know it's this my is, brain. You're getting an insight into yeah, my absolutely. brain, which my family well, has to deal with every day. It's, but that's super, it's super interesting because I, I didn't really even notice that, I, you know, to me, I've had, some, maybe I've had so many German Pilsners, you know, American versions of them, of course, um, that, that the malt doesn't hit. Like I, I'm, I'm keyed to focus on, the the hop bite, the hop bitterness, the hop flavor, but all, more importantly, the yeast impact. I yeah. think that's where I'm conditioned to because there's so many people who try to pass off fast lager, that narcissist fucking bullshit method, where it's like, <laughs> y- y- that's what I'm looking for now. I'm trying to like, is yeah. that there? As long as that yeast character is there, that's three-fourths of the battle for me. That That's an important part of the battle. And narcissists can work. And it doesn't have to be bullshit, but I think that when people implement it, it comes out like bullshit 90% of the time, if not 95. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It can work. Like, I can win the lottery, (laughs) but I'm not going to. Yeah. You can't win. I forgot to mention. Yeah. It was uh, the eye year again, the 833. So I pitch it 44 degrees, hold it till Krautson starts. And then let it raise it on its own to 50 and let it ride until it's done. Mm. 
Yeah. You know, that's the thing is I, I, I told you, I, I like this beer and this is one that to me, the intangibles, this is what I would sit and drink. I would, I would go out to your garage and sit in front of your kegerator and drink this with you until I just kind of fall asleep in whatever you have to fall asleep in out there. Yeah. And <laughs> that's, until you, that's until you came home and then bear maced me. And then, <laughs> like, damn it, damn it, Shar, why are you in my garage drinking my beer? That, Next thing you know, I'd be in the I thought I killed you. South Carolina and I'd be on some work work crew like like cool hand Luke and it, it'd be bad. You know, Brian Shaw, I think, would be given a different timeline, he would be like um one of those uh like Freddy Krueger or Jason or whatever, where like he kept coming back, but it wasn't to kill you, it was just to drink your beer. And you have to kill him and be like, yeah. we have to get rid of him now. And then like <laughs> They drop a fridge on you, and at the end, you just see the ta- like your hand reach up to open the tap or something like that. That'd be you, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, if if I got dropped like four hundred years in the past, I like to think that I'd like end up being in charge, but I would probably be in jail or get buried in a ditch or something. You'd That's be just in, the reality. You'd be in charge. Uh, nice, well Thank done, you. JP. Um, all right, is that it, Colin? Yeah, that's all I got. I figured I'd throw wow. you guys a little. Ball, so. <laughs> I appreciate it. I Thanks. I like it. I think it's pretty cool. Um, yeah. A little too bitter, a little too aspirin for me. Otherwise, Fair awesome. Enough. That's pretty fun. That's a fun thing. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right, we're yeah, going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to get Brian on the show and then uh, do a hazy IPA, which, uh, you know, yeah. All right. Hang on, everyone. It's Dr. Homebrew. <laughs> we'll be right back. I'm sorry to tell you this, but we're going to have to pour you out. Back to Dr. Homebrew. And has resumed or reconvened or whatever, and um, yeah, that sucks for me. Brian, what's up, man? Welcome back to the show. Brian Mills. Thank you. Thank you. If I can dox your uh, last name here. That. Look at you! You have a professional I mean, I mean, microphone it's on the screen. If you're watching, well, right, so. that's <laughs> you had a professional microphone set up. We're all professionals here. Look at that! I know. Look at that. Doing a little gaming, a little game streaming, or what? Uh, I am an a single adult with nobody to tell me how to spend my money. So yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So well, I mean, I, I've been working from home for you know since the beginning of the pandemic. You know the the not so great work computer audio quality so oh, i God. can find myself to improve that yeah <laughs> it's so awful man yeah it's just um, a real sound card yeah my thing yeah, my- so there, there, there's external speakers involved now and you know lighting effects and everything okay what are you streaming <laughs> yeah. what are you streaming when you when you when you gaming i i'm not gaming oh this is, just for work literally just for work <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you light the light effects from work, or like you get a you get a new uh you know I don't know spreadsheet to open and like fireball effects happen behind you or well I I mean at least just uh, front lighting versus right you know poor I lighting see. Like okay back, there's back here you can't really see but there's a window and during the day it's all backlit and you know you can't see my face at all oh nice mm. dude okay I got you all right well <laughs> no, it's not as see. exciting as if you were streaming but that's okay. No, well, I mean, I am now, but you know. See, like, yeah, okay. <laughs> gotcha. Well, what did you send us, man? Since so a hazy IPA, huh? Yeah, just for you. All right, I love that, man. 
And it's hazy. Look at that. It's orange juice. That's for sure. Is this, um, yeah. I forget, is this something you've done before? Uh, I've only I forget what you've sent a, us. I, I've only done a couple of hazy IPAs. It's it's not really my thing, even though I am on the East Coast. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Brother, um, I'm on the West Coast. West Coast IPAs are not my thing either. So, like, <laughs> going to the East Coast whenever we did, like, homebrew cons and shit like that, or back then it was NHCs, um, East Coast IPAs were, far, for me, far superior than West Coast IPAs. Because I yeah. like that malty. I just, that's my... I don't know, man. If I'm going to drink a beer, I want to. I want to taste that. I just don't want like a hop and alcohol delivery, you know, shotgun to the face. Like, like the no. old school harpoon IPA. Yeah, man. Yeah, Something like extreme that, bitterness, 100 yeah. IBUs. Blah blah blah. Yeah. I don't want that. Back in the IBU wars. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> we all survived Which, the IBU wars, man. <laughs> yeah, they're. Uh, I feel like they're happening again. <laughs> but I don't know. Every time I talk about the IBU wars or we call them that or whatever, I just think of that the intro to fucking Strange Brew. Mm. Like walking on the, you know, walking on the, in the Star Trek costumes and they're walking on the rocks <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> the oh anyway. God. Yeah. Or like Demolition Man, where they, there's like, like the fast food wars uh, of the eighties and Taco Bell is the only one that survived. Hell yeah. Now yeah. all food is Taco Bell. Taco Bell is the best. Yeah. All right. So Hazy IP, is this the first one you've sent to us? Cause you have sent other beers. Yeah. I feel like you've sent us this before. No, I've, I have, I don't think I've sent you an IPA at all. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I I, I I try to take care of you. But, yeah, thanks, man. But I I sent another beer in, and there was space in the box, and I'm like, JP needs a hazy IPA. I need a hazy IPA. <laughs> I haven't honestly, I haven't had one in a while. Um, there was a a two or three months, I think, Cooper, where all we were getting was hazy IPAs. Oh yeah. Oh God, yeah, I remember yeah. that. Which is fine. It's fine. You know, whatever. Yeah, and it, the other thing was like it it was a little bit of a risk to package that and send it across the country in August. So I, I, I was curious how it actually turned out in the bottle over there. Okay, man, we're we're a testing ground. Yeah. We 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 appreciate that. We talked in the last show how, you know, the back of that that UPS, FedEx, USPS truck, you know, in August, that could be 120, 130 degrees in the back there. And even if you're it's just getting driven from the airport to somebody's house. Just those few hours. I mean, man, that's the, what was on, on the session, you know, years ago, someone talked about the, uh, like some chemical reaction law, not even talking about the biology issue, but like every yeah. 10 degrees Fahrenheit higher that uh, temperature is chemical reactions proceed twice as fast. So you jack the temperature up, you know, 50 degrees from 70 and it's like two to the fifth power. Uh, uh, faster reaction. So the staling just well, is, is instant. Uh, and it just, the high temperatures just play havoc with, with beer. So it's why beers from Europe don't do well on the West Coast and vice versa, is they got to sit in a container all the way across the country where there's a giant desert for, you know, days on end and they just cook. Preach, yeah. brother. Yeah. Uh, I, I was happy to see it was he held it up. It didn't look uh, either purple or brown. So that was a good <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my my beers when I homebrewed a lot, the the danger sign is they they turn to pink. There's a pink tinge, like oh yeah. shit. Although no. that pink tinge was very bad. I've uh, I've brewed a lot of bad beer in my life, but never <laughs> it's never changed colors. Oh, um, dude, you're not yeah, as bad that... a brewer as I am. No, oh, no. hazy's hazy's changed color real fast. Yeah, I get a little oxygen in a hazy, and it goes from 
bright, bright, bright yellow with just like powdery, you know, haziness to brown mm. in, in an instant. It's just like, yeah. Yeah. That's not good. No. Uh, well, Brian, what's up with this beer, man? Are you, uh, are you just looking for like hints to make it better? Are you looking for just a score to see how it would do or you just want to kill some time? Yeah, just some some general feedback. Like I said, I, I don't actually, okay. even though being on the East Coast, I don't brew a lot of IPAs in general and definitely not a, a lot of hazies. So, yeah, some some general feedback on improvements would be welcome. Okay, sweet. Sean, <laughs> why don't you uh, start the man off? Will do. So, uh, Brian, thanks for sharing your beer. You know, you've been on the show before. You know, I, I said this last show to another guest. If if I always ask my usual question, if the if the listeners are that curious about whether you're in a homebrew club or not, listen to some archives. <laughs> it's it's you, you, they should know by now. We should all know by now. It, it's I'm not going to waste all of our time with that. I don't, I don't remember, but I think he's probably a lone wolf. I think he is. No, I am in a homebrew club. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and we're the professionals, and we don't remember that. Uh, what's the name of your club? Uh, Lebanon Area Fermenters. Nice. Oh, uh, yeah. So Lebanon, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Nice. That's, uh, I like Pennsylvania. I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever been to Lebanon. So maybe someday if we have Homebrew Con and Philly again, uh, you know, we'll get a chance to see you in person. That'd be nice. Is that a splinter yeah. group? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's, who, where's the fermentation guy of Lebanon? He's over there. Exactly. So, uh, I, my palate, I don't, I, I, I judged this beer about four hours ago, and I had this problem in the last show. My palate must have exploded about four hours ago, or something happened because I, I don't know. I, I judged this beer about four hours back, and I, you know, Cooper was kind of scratching his head when I texted him with my score. Uh, and I'm like, oh, no, but it's like this, this, and this. I don't get any of that now. And it wasn't, it's not just this beer, Brian. It mm-hmm. was the previous guest and the previous show. I, I, I don't know what I did to myself. You start out your day in a bad mood like JP's been in all night. <laughs> Shut up, fucker. I, I started up my day in a great, been in a great mood all day. I've gotten stuff done. I've been pretty Life is good, but God, I don't know. I almost my, canceled my, the show like four times tonight. <laughs> oh, it's like my nose or my tongue or something was just totally on tilt about four hours back. Uh, and you know, as we're kind of bantering to begin the show, I'm, revisiting the aroma and the flavor like I like to do. I mean, the aroma, the, the banter, not, we're not just hilarious human beings. It does serve the purpose on the show of kind of coming back to these things that we might've judged yesterday or earlier in the day, just confirming or whatever. And it's the third beer. I'm like, God damn, this is totally different from what I, I judge. So I get, I, I, I don't know what was wrong with my, my body or brain or something four hours back. I can um, tell you. Get on gonna, with it. <laughs> I'm going to give you my my impression of what it is right now, and I did kind of dynamically rescore you uh, here as we go. So sorry about that, Coop. Uh, initial impression for the aroma. So bottle inspection. It's a bottle. It's fine. Uh, I'll be curious later for you to uh, uh, to tell us if this was uh, bottle conditioned or filled from a keg. Uh, I kind of am guessing it was filled from a keg based on you know something you'd said earlier on. But regardless, initial impression. What I had initially was, oh, it's fusily. It's it's a fusel fruitiness. I don't get that at all now. And if it was really fusel alcohol, that doesn't blow off. That doesn't go away. That's not a thing like H2S or 
some weird volatile. Sometimes you get weird volatiles you can't even really characterize. You open a bottle and you're like, whoa, that's bad. And in 10 seconds, you'll never smell it again. Okay, so so in the long run, so what? Who cares? Uh, I initially thought this was kind of fusily. And again, I'm, I don't know what was my problem. This is not a fusel aroma. This is a aroma that I get a lot of stone fruit. And I get some, it's an interesting combination to me. I get stone fruit, like kind of a peachy, maybe galaxy hop. Um, this galaxy tends to throw just a wonderful peach character. Um, but I get some citrus. It, four hours ago, I didn't get the citrus. This has been sitting out open on my kitchen counter for four hours. It's better than it was when I opened it up. Again, this is previous guest, previous show. Uh, it's not your beers. It's my stupid brain and nose and tongue or whatever was going on with it. It's uh, it's probably medium. I'd say medium to medium high aroma. Uh, I get some low just base malt in the background. Uh, I had a note. Fusel character is more than a uh, hop character. No, not at all. Again, I'm, I was on tilt. Flavor or aroma, I give that an eight out of 12. I think it's really nicely done. Appearance, uh, hazy clarity as expected. It, you can't really see it on the camera. I guess and it's a podcast. So the vast majority of people hearing this won't have a chance to see the camera because it's hazy. And the way the light is, you get kind of a couple of bands of lighter uh, uh, gold on the edges and like sort of a golden brown, light brown in the middle, which is just inherent in like any kind of... Uh, this beer is not so dark that it's opaque and it's uniform. It's not so light that it's uniform, but it's in that kind of interesting, you don't see this very often. It's in that interesting state of haziness where you get that like a color banding that you don't see uh, in a beer sample very much. So that's kind of cool. The head is low and persistent. Even when I poured and I, if the first time I opened it up and I poured this in the center of the glass, I like to be consistent when I pour whether I'm doing it at home for Dr. Homebrew or in a competition, I like to pour slowly in the center of the glass to give head a chance to, to form. And it just, it, I just didn't get much head at all. Uh, so Sorry, I gave dude. that, took a point. Of, yeah, I know it sucks. Huh? Yeah. Uh, I give this two out of three. Uh, and again, that could be bottle variation. I clean these glasses. I try to do a good job. It, maybe I did a shitty job on this one, one glass. Who knows? Uh, flavor initially. You know, four hours ago, I got a fusel-like flavor. There's no fusels in here. Uh, I get initially. My favorite part about when Brian does this is that he's like punishing himself. He's punishing his past <laughs> self. He's like, there's Fucking no fusels stupid in stupid bad here. self. Fucking stupid idiot. bad self. Yeah, yeah so dumb. He's going to he's gonna like uh, <laughs> self-flagellate in the corner oh, at an altar like, like old bottles of Russian River. He's going to kneel down and just whip himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You know, JP, that's. Yeah, you know, punishing my past self is not just the doctor homebrew thing. No, but again, we don't have we don't have the hours it'll take for me to to have that. I'll uh, give you my therapist uh, number, dude. She's a different really type of doctor. <laughs> so. Have have that BS mental health quarter uh, to discuss. We we don't. Have, there's not enough hours in the day to go over all that. Uh, you know, I, I get that kind of stone fruit and citrus that I got in the aroma in the flavor, which which is very pleasant. It's uh, the bitterness is fairly low, but it's not going to be real high in a hazy IPA. Hazy IPA can be, you know, very, very low bitterness uh, up to a firm. Uh, you know, it could be a firm you know, Pilsner 
beer type bitterness. And here, you know, I get kind of maybe a medium low, which is great for the style. It balances, uh, you know, some of the the the, the malt here. Uh, I think it, it comes off great. Uh, the flavor of that sort of stone fruit citrus combination about mid palate starts ramping down into a long finish, and that finish is tilted toward uh, uh, toward hop flavor. You know, a lot of the times talk about the finish is was is a balance toward bitterness or malt flavor. Here it's uh, it, it's more of a balance between hop flavor and maybe malt and bitterness, but the hop flavor is definitely the direction that Seesaw is, is tipping. Uh, it's uh, sort of a medium duration finish. I like it. It's well attenuated. 12 out of 20 for flavor. Uh, Mouthfeel, body's medium, carbonation is low. Uh, not unusual for, uh, uh, for a hazy IPA. Uh, it's not warming. Uh, it's more creamy than astringent. The carbonate, I, I, still, I stand by, the carbonation to me was low in this bottle out of the gate. And of course, it's lower now having sat open for four hours on my kitchen counter. But you know, that's one point. That's four out of five for mouthfeel. Overall impression, I gave this a, a six for a total of uh, 32. Uh, you know, thank you for sharing very much. Uh, I, you know, my comments had to do initially with fusels. Uh, that's in the past. You know, I, I think it's, it's, it's well done. Uh, you know, it's, is it a is it a professional you know commercial hazy IPA? No, but frankly, I think this is a, a challenging style to brew at home. Uh, I think to keep it hazy, you've got to uh, you've got to have that malt bill right. You got to have the oats. You got to have or something like that. Something that gives you the haziness, but also the mouthfeel. Looking at my notes again, it's not just medium; it's medium full body which is kind of where a lot of hazy IPAs land. And frankly, it's where like my favorite commercial examples, like, you know, some original, original pattern is probably for the last year or two been about in Oakland. You know, I don't think, I don't think they distribute very widely. Uh, probably about one of my favorite hazy IPAs, if I'm going to drink that style. And maybe some Moxa from Sacramento. Uh, and they tend to be, you know, medium to medium full body. Uh, they're a little bit different color, but you know, this color is fine. This is totally within style guidelines. Uh, it managed to make it across the country in August, in a hot August, where I don't know what it's like in Pennsylvania. It's been the last couple of weeks here. It's been 90 to 100, probably closer to 100 for highs. Uh, and it cools off at night. That's nice. But, you know, it is not the best time of year to ship beer. And you know what, dude, this beer came through pretty well. So, uh, I think, you know, 32 is pretty solid. It's in the very good category. Uh, probably if I could, like we talked before, if I could just come and, you know, sleep in your Same. garage and just kind of reach up to your tap whenever I kind of woke up enough to want yeah. some more and have some, it's probably a 40, 40 plus pointer in, in your house. Uh, it's just getting from all the way across the country from there to here uh, is going to take a little bit of a toll. But yeah, I, th I think it's a, it's a, it's a good beer. And thank you for sharing. What was the Brown. score? Sorry, I, I gave it a thirty-two. I think right. I, I think I might have told it. I, I like rescored that. on the way. I I think I added up right, but yeah, I can go back and check. He's like a grifter. You want you want to watch out if he might end up on your porch someday if you enter this <laughs> show. Just a warning. Warning. Let's more, think, more, uh, of a more of a drifter than a grifter, but whoa. you know, 
A drift drifter. That's what I meant. Yeah. yeah. Like a sifter. Uh, like, let's take a, we're yeah. going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to hear Cooper's score and then learn the recipe. And then we're going to get out of here. So hang on everyone. It's Dr. Homebrew. We'll be right back. Hello, fellow BNers. This is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up, you might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. Now, back to the examination. Thanks for sticking around. All right, Coop, let's go. What do you think about this hazy IPA? Let's do it. All right. Let's get after it, Um, I, I agree with Brian. I like like uh, the you know some of the different hazy IPAs. We get some really good ones from uh, Monkish down in uh, Torrance, yeah. California. Like uh, original pattern here locally in East Bay and Oakland is doing a good job. Yeah. But there's better and better ones all the time. Like our, our local oh, yeah. brewery, Shadow Puppet, won some awards for some of their hazies. Uh, Shadow recently. Puppet's great. And I didn't mean to leave them out. They're having some fun too. Uh, so yeah. There's no shortage of the West Coast version of, of something that started on the East Coast, apparently, um, that, that everybody wanted, you know, to take a crap on at first. But if you, if you sit down and taste them, there, there's something there. It's, 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 there's a reason that this style exists and it's become so popular because it's, you know, you have to be kind of a little bit demented and twisted to enjoy something that's so bitter that oh, it's shit. going to melt your face off. There's th- something wrong with you. You mean and like the yes. Joker? This is the like Joker's beer. Hundred, hundred yeah. IBU beers. Hundred twenty. <laughs> the original, all, the OG Joker. Yeah, we were all being the fucking Joker because we're a little bit twisted and broken inside. Mm. But um, you know, hazy IPAs brought something that was really good. Nice hop aroma, softened it up. The one thing about hazies that I don't, you know, is like the body is a little much for me sometimes on some of them. I like a good West Coast that dries out. You still get the hops. It's there. Or what I would call a juicy IPA where the bitterness is out of the way. Nevertheless, we're going to judge this as a 21C hazy IPA. Had a good fill level, uh, appropriate size cap, blah, blah, blah. Um, in the nose, I'm getting kind of a nice, bright tangerine-like citrusiness and a juicy quality fairly up front. Uh, it seems, you know, somewhat fresh smelling, a bit, uh, you know, something a little sharp about it, but it's it's not harsh or or or... or you know, too biting or too, too weird. Uh, it's in the territory where it needs to be uh, as far as like having some kind of stone fruit and some citrus. And uh, it's not leaning towards like the tropical side that you get in a lot of them. Uh, but there's a range of interpretation. So you can use whatever, you know, whatever more modern hops you want to use in it. Um, 
So it's got, you know, the low grainy background malt is kind of out of the way. It is definitely hop forward and fruity. Um, I get like, you know, you were talking about peach. I get like kind of like the little bit of the kind of peach rings candy kind of a thing. There are oh, some. Oh, yeah, that's that's yeah. a great. Yeah, like a peach ring, dried peach. That's a better descriptor than I, I had. I, I agree yeah. with you, Coop. It, well, thank you. It's just, yeah, it hits you like that. It's And it's, you know, a little, there's a little tropical punch-like thing in it, too. There's a, a, a good, you know, good variety of hops. There's some, definitely some stone fruit, though. Uh, the beer is, is hop-focused. Um, no DMS or diacetyl. It's, it's cleanly fermented ale. Uh, you know, nice esters in there alongside the, the hop fruitiness. Appearance-wise, it's an orangey, light amber color. It's on the darker infant style, um, but it's quite substantially hazy, as you'd expect, with you know a white head, mostly finer bubbles that sticks around nicely. Um, I'd give it a three out of three for appearance. It looks fine to me. Uh, in the flavor, fairly prominent fruity hop notes up front, uh, the peach and tangerine again. Soft bitterness. Uh, there's a faint little minerally edge to it, only just a very little bit. Um, clean ale again. You know, it just seems like it was fermented very well uh, with some biotransformation of those hops to get that that stone fruit uh, element in there so strongly. Um, it's nice and dry in the finish, um, and you get that stone fruit in the aftertaste, along with a low base malt only. It's just there's, it's just there to support, you know, a little bit of alcohol. It's not. It doesn't seem like it's super firm, but it might be up in the higher sixes or so. I don't know. Maybe even seven. Um, mouthfeel wise, medium bodied, fairly soft, uh, not creamy or anything. No astringency. No warmth really. Uh, well. Maybe a touch, medium carbonation. I think it 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 feels where it wants to be, kind of body wise, medium to medium full. But I think it just could be a little softer for the style. There's a little bit of an edge to it in the mouth that kind of grips your tongue, and it should kind of flow off and just be a little smoother. But um, you know, it's 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 in the territory. Uh, did three out of five for mouthfeel. I'd say this is a well made hazy IPA. With most all of the you know desired elements, and a fairly soft and and fairly well hop presentation. I, do I want more hops? Yeah, uh, you know I, I'd like a little more you know fresh hop character, a little more of the late hop character to come out. And it might have been killed in transport. I don't know a little bit, but it, it tastes like a little bit of an older or abused hazy IPA. That where and just color wise, you get the hints when you see it's it's gone a little bit. Amber, it's not into brown, which is nice. But sometimes these things start out yellow and they go dark. I don't know if you're if you're drinking the same one there locally. We'll see if the if there's a color difference. But uh, I'd like to kind of smooth out the edges on this. It's got a little bit of a minerally edge, um, and I don't know what where your chloride to sulfide sulfate ratio is, but you want to go to usually for a two to one on that more chlorides and sulfates, which is what helps to soften out the uh, the feel of these, you, you know, soften the attack. Um, if you use too many sulfates, it's going to be a little harsher. 
Uh, you can also use a little lighter mineral water overall to start with. If you're not building from RO, use a good, you know, a good quality water and blend in some distilled and then up your, um, you know, chlorides from there to get two, two to one or so. Um, you know, the color indicates either the use of some darker malts or perhaps the beginning of some oxidation creeping in that really quickly starts detracting from a fresh hop uh, finish. And, a, you know, it could be that when it was fresher, it was, you know, I've tasted them, I've made them, and that you you taste, you know, from one, one day to a few days later, it's like, oh, it's sliding downhill. I can't drink all of this right now, but I, yeah, I don't have to share it. Or it's not a beer that you want to sit on for too long at all. And this is another style where it's like, how did this style get so popular? Because wow, these things go downhill fast. <laughs> but um, when you get them fresh and you have that, you know, the fresh, freshly canned or, or bottled homebrewed or commercial hazy IPAs, they can be really nice. And sometimes they also start out with a little more hop bite. That's one thing I'll say about it. it has there's zero hop bite here where like there's hop bite is coming from the hop particles in suspension in the beer where you've dry hopped the hell out of it and you haven't gotten that all to settle out and you're, you're bottling it, canning it, whatever you're doing. And some of that stuff comes over. Sometimes you get those cans from brewery. It's a little harsh at first. That's not the, the roughness that I'm getting from here. It's like, I think it's a minerally thing. It's not a, it's not a hot burn. Um, it's something else here. That's just giving a little edge that, that I don't really want. Um, you know, overall, it's a pretty nice beer. I think it's, it's not getting papery or cardboardy or anything like this. It's just the freshness and the intensity of the hops is going down just and fine points. But I would land at a, uh, a 35 on this beer. I think it's still like in the very good uh, category and to get to excellent, having it fresher or, you know, upping the hops, maybe playing with your minerals. Uh, I'd like to talk about what you did with your water and where your chloride to sulfate ratio is if you have those numbers, but uh, you know, it's a really good attempt at style and it's, it's fun to drink and it's smooth and it kind of says all of the things it needs to do. I like the, the peach, the, the stone fruit character in this is really nice and it's fun. But, uh, and I'd like to hear what JP has to say about it too. Cause he what was your his, final, what was your final score? Uh, 35. <clears throat> Sounds like I'm sure JP has thoughts about this. Um, the thing about these beers is that for the most part, I love the aroma. If I could just have the aroma in a different taste, that would be ideal for me. Uh, and a different alcohol level too, because that's just, I'm a very sensitive, you know, nice boy. But the aroma is very great. It is like a peach O, not a sour peach O, but like a peach candy, very light, uh, very... Yeah, it's, I, I almost want you to put peaches in here and fucking sour it. Because it's oh god, that would like, be so good. Because there is like oh my a sweetness god. to it. There's like a almost a tart thing. Maybe it's perception. I don't know, but like something about that calls to me. I don't know, like with like, like, like a nice bright, you know, kind of sour blend. But anyway, I digress. Um, I like the mouthfeel. It's light. I think it's a little bitter. A little too a little too astringently bitter for me for my taste. Um, I know these beers should have some bitterness to them. And it's that contrast in my mind between that, that sort of sweet, quote unquote, juicy mouth feel 
with the bitterness that is the is the draw here. But I think this might be just for me a little too much. I don't know anything about the style guidelines, so I, I, I you know I don't know. Um, but to me, this is almost like a drinkable beer for for my tastes. Not drinkable, as in like it's almost. Drinkable. I can't drink it, but like <laughs> drinkable, as in like I could finish a pint of this. Like if someone's yeah. like, dude, check this out. I I don't know that I could do a pint of this. If it was just reduce the bitterness a little bit. I could probably do it. Um, but I think the flavors are there. I, I like that that sort of peachy. It's not even like a stone fruit necessarily, but it's like a peachy apricot, like that in that zone of yes. the stone fruit that I really yes. like. I think that's a fantastic flavor. And if you can figure out how that happened, maybe it was a yeast thing, I don't know, and, or and work the hops. hops around that also, you could have a really killer sort of you know vibe happening in this glass. So I would give it a, a 37. Oh, yeah, yeah I, from I a dipshit, that should JP mean a to, lot. To kind of go back to what you were saying, what's interesting to me, I think the best examples of hazy IPA yeah. have a degree of bitterness. They're not West Coast yes. IPA. No. Right. They're not, but they're not, to me, they're flabby if they're at like five or 10 Maybe. IBU. You know, I, I want something kind of like, I need some structure. Right, yeah. wine that's for wine's tannin for beer, like especially like a malty beer, like a hazy IPA can be. That structure has to come from bitterness, otherwise it's going to be flabby and kind of sweet and not great. I, I'm, Brian's looking at me like I'm not under, like like I'm talking. I don't know. I'm. Well, I, you just I'm, called hazy IPA a malty beer, but I'll, I'll well, forgive it, you it for can, that. It can, it can be. Right? It can, it it can have body. You need to have. You need to have some some oats, some kind of malt, something, some body there. And yeah, maybe yeah. malty is the wrong word. Maybe it's more bot, more full of body. But there's potentially more malt in a hazy IPA than in a West Coast IPA. So you have to have something to kind of balance that to keep it from being just, you know, flabby, sweet, you know, whatever. So the okay. best examples, like I, I was lucky to have a, a, a coworker. 10 years ago that brought would lived out east and out in like Connecticut. And he would go out, you know, go back east like once a month and he'd bring back some treehouse uh, beer back when hazy IPA was starting. And those were firmly bitter as well as being hazy. And kind of my impression of hazy IPA came from those east coast like treehouse beers because that was, you know, then I had some that were less bitter and like now they're flabby. I don't like See, them. Here's it, the thing. Mine too. I yeah. had, I had Treehouse. Someone sent Trillium into the show and it fucking sucked. It was I've not had Trillium. It was aspirin and it was like, and it was canned like a week previous. And it was it. the fucking pain, most heinous thing I've ever had from a fucking commercial break. It was awful. <laughs> and I don't understand how that beer like has the accolades it has because it was not good. And, and maybe it has, shipping damaged it because it is those hyper yeah. fresh, hyper local beers. So I don't, yep. you know, the, I know the the brewery makes great beer, but like the beer that we had was not good. Yeah. And Warren and I were like, "How do people enjoy this? I don't, I don't fucking get it." But I think the style has evolved yes. because people learned how to make it. Where in the beginning, it was like, "Let's put a bunch of yeast in here. We got all the cloudiness. We got the thing, and we don't really know what the fuck is going yeah. on." And it was chunky and whatever, but now people understand how to how to manipulate the yeast yep. and do that. Now, now it's the style. So you almost have to yeah. like erase what you learned about it and just yeah. deal with what's in front of you now if you want to understand yeah. this style. My 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 opinion is that Hetty Topper 
was remember that's back in the day, that's 15 years ago from yeah. Henny Topper, we couldn't get it in California at all. And people would line up for literally four, five, six hours in their car to go drive up and get uh, or, or whatever to go up to the brewery in was it Vermont or something yeah. and, and get that stuff. And people were paying like a hundred bucks, a six pack on Craigslist and shit. People were going to jail for like distribution for driving up there and selling it in Florida and the South and shit. Good. I hope they but enjoyed their time. I, but what's interesting uh, to me, like canning and hazy IPA or hand in hand. So I think Hetty Topper had to can because it looked like shit because it was all lumpy yeast and whatever. Yeah. And I think a, it was also at risk of exploding if they put it in a bottle and they made the decision. This is I'm guessing as a pure guesswork. Like they made the decision based on the care. What, what I've seen and read about that beer, they put it in cans so it wouldn't explode and you couldn't see how it looked until you poured it out. And then it was it was fine. It probably it smelled and tasted great. And then well, I'm, everybody, I'm, people tried to replicate it and then they had to use the cans. Because they were chunky, just the gravy beers of nine, ten years ago, trying to replicate that. I'm pretty sure that the if it wasn't written on the cans, part of the instruction was to drink it from the cans and not pour it out. <laughs> oh my god! I, 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 I'm sure I you're right. I'm, I'm sure that's can. right. Yeah, drink from I, the. Can. I'm sure that's right. Um, let's get into recipe because we're running out of time here. Mm. Yeah, sure. So I I'm I made this beer to feature a, a new hop that I had got some some samples on. It's called Aroma. So it's A H H H R O M A. Where where's that? What do you know where that's from? Like what grower or? It is Glacier Hop Ranch in Montana. Huh. huh. I mean, so I know they, what they're trying to do, and I think it's I never heard of that. Cute for twenty years ago. Yeah, they they. they they had a panel at CBC that I went to and got some some sample packets from there and brought home. Okay. So I wanted to kind right. of make a beer to try to to feature that. Their their descriptors on it are uh, pineapple, mango, pear, lime. Um, so okay. with that uh, lime, I, yeah, I th I think those things can develop into peach with a malt undertones. Lime, yeah. peach, or lime, a pineapple, mango with the 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 sweet malt. I think you can yeah. you can just it comes to peach for me. You just blew my mind, JP. I yeah. I think you're right, and yeah. I never thought about that. And you're not about you being right, but about the combination yeah, well, of flavors. You know, uh, that's you're you're happens. blowing my mind. I, I I think I think you're onto something. So when when I talk about the malt, you might even put the two and two together to come to five. Um. So it was. Uh, about 60% two row and then a little bit, well, about 19% white wheat malt and sorry, what, what percent? Uh, about 19%. Okay. And the, okay the malt, not an unmalted. Flake. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. White wheat and then 6% flaked wheat. Okay. That's a pretty uh, low percentage of, of starches in there. But yeah, I mean, you got the permanent haze that you want, so that's good. Yep. And then uh, a 3% addition of honey malt. Oh, the honey malt. Yeah. You know, that's actually, I, we, we, if you, you've listened to this show, we are not fans of honey malt. Three, that 3% like is probably just 
enough to keep it from being overwhelming and weird. Well, I think yeah. it, it might be what's making it taste a little bit towards the oxidized and old side. Mm, Whereas if you kept it out, it might just be fresher tasting and have less of that in the way. But that's my take. Yeah, honey does kind of have a darker, the honey malt ha- tend to have a darker thing. The Leaving it out might brighten it up a little bit. I like honey malt, but it's very few and far between. I don't mind yeah. honey malt. I think, yeah. I think Brian's the only one who hates it. I tend, I <laughs> tend to really to dislike it. Get us in trouble. We hate I, honey malt. Just, we all do. It, yeah. Right, it's just one of those things where, yeah, <laughs> if people use it, if they don't understand why they're using it and they put in too much, it kind of it doesn't work out but you know brian you've been brewing for a while you homebrew a lot you you know not to you know what happens you put in 10 percent heavy honey malt it's not going to be good yeah so i wanted this to like finish fairly dry but still have that characteristic you know a little bit of sweetness that a hazy ipa has yeah Um, i like it i think it's fine yeah then there was uh i don't hate it also 12 percent table sugar Okay. So it, Interesting for a, for a hazy IPA. Yeah, but sugar. I also get where that's going to get your body to not be, you know, this giant, you know, full-bodied mess. Sugar from a table. That seems weird to me, but uh, yeah, why not? Who am I? To just br- brush it off into the into the yeah. mash tun. Yeah, you're good. Wood sugars. Um. So, yeah, it, it started off at 1079, and this is an 8.9% beer. 8.9%? <clears throat> Yes. Wow. Oh, I was venturing up towards, oh, it might be seven. <laughs> you were probably laughing like, yeah, at me. Mm-hmm. 7%. Uh, <laughs> no, there's a little alcohol there for sure. I, I felt it and I tasted it. I, yeah, it's it's not, not too I did wimpy. not, but I blame this Imperial Stout. Then why don't you call yeah. it a double mm-hmm. hazy? A double hazy. IPA. Well, the, Imperial hazy. Yeah, I mean, but that's not a category though. <laughs> Specialty IPA, dude. Yeah. Specialty IPA covers a multitude and, of sins. And, and you twelve percent imperial, double hazy. imperial hazy. You can, you can, yeah, you can double anything. Tasting this, I did not, <laughs> I did not know that. It's deceptive alcohol, though. It's, it's yeah. well hidden in there. Um, did we so, cover uh, hops? Yeah, so hops. Uh, the first hops went in at Whirlpool at 180 degrees. It was four ounces of those aroma hops. Uh, two ounces of laurel and an ounce of azaka. And then, the hop bursting, all the hops at the end, no bittering hops at the beginning. No bittering hops at all. Gotcha. And then at uh, day two of fermentation, there was another four ounces of the aroma hop and an ounce of laurel. And then uh, later in fermentation, about five days in, was two ounces of azaka. Okay. Uh, Cooper was asking about water. I did start from RO, and there's uh, calciums at about 60, uh, sulfate 55, sodium 10, chlorides 95. I would have gone 93 on the chlorides, but that's me. I mean, I don't know. Oh, if you're at if you're at uh, 55 sulfate, you need to be 110. Yeah. Do you? Why? What does that mean? It's two to one. It's two to one, dude. To That's one. the magic yeah. formula. It is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I would bring the sulfates down. I would bring the sulfates down in the 30s to or what? 40s. 
thirties or forties, maybe okay. push maybe. the sulfates up to 80, 90, hundred. 110. I don't know. Just Jesus yeah. Christ, dude. You don't want to go. You don't want to go. A window of 80 to 110. Eh, whatever. Yes. Fucking just whatever. Stay in numbers until he, until he said something. Well, until it starts tasting like pickle juice, then you stop. <laughs> then okay. then you add pickle juice. Yeah. Yeah. Then you call it a pickle beer. No, I, I would say, yeah. yeah. For, 40, 40 sulfate. Yeah. I think, I think I could chloride. do that and get it a little bit softer. Uh, even out of the keg, I noticed that, like a little bit of that that harshness that that you were talking about. Um, I, I this was brewed for an event last weekend, and I was oh, trying cool. to hit that magical range where you mm-hmm. were talking about like if it's too early, you in all those hops, you a lot of times get that hop burn, but then it falls off really fast. Yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> I, it 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 was it was pretty pretty good out of the keg last weekend nice what and was then, the event that you brewed for uh it was uh there's a, a group here that's doing a statewide homebrew competition oh nice so they do five regional events around the state and then the top three from each one go on to the state finals oh wow that's really cool cool yeah awesome um, so and it was a any- hit at the party everybody enjoyed it yeah yeah everybody Good. bought it well i mean the only ones i heard from are the ones i like and i'm sure there are people that didn't <laughs> <laughs> um did we talk about yeast yet uh london ale three 67 degrees okay okay that's like Perfect. the yeast right one of the right, classics right. for a hazy ipa yeah, yeah. low yeah, attenuer low flocculation yeah Draw yeah so it it what this batch finished at Those, yeah. Okay. Okay. Not All bad. Those sugars. It 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 didn't go super low, but yeah. No. No. You got you keep keep some body in there too. But yeah, right. I mean, you know, uh, I think there's a misperception in, in you know, some of the, oh that 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 yeast it, it just leave, it stays in in suspension and it, you know it's not really the yeast is it you know it drives some of the biotransformation of the the hop compounds and turns some of those you know sharper things into nice soft like you know uh peachy or apricot like things and i think the the yeast did its job here it's pretty you know uh pretty nice i'd like a little more of the the tropical edge to come through i don't know that that particular hop or hop blend that you're using but it's fun to experiment with stuff like that when it smells good in the bag you're like oh, i could use this in a hazy ipa and have some fun with it yep why not just go to town you got yeah. the hops for free anyway right you know, and, and <laughs> Blend some other hops in that you like on the on the dry hop and have some fun. That's cool. Yeah, like reading through their description, I was just trying to find some some complimentary type hops to that. Yeah, yeah. Now, but That's yeah, the, the thing fun that, about things about home brewing is like sometimes you just order some hops or you buy some hops at the homebrew store and you've never tried them before, but they have some some kooky name, the awesome or whatever, and you just want to play with them, and that's just you're relying on someone else's verbal description of what they tasted and then you read it. So like you have all these different modes of communication that are all, you know, getting in the way of between you and the aroma and taste of those hops. But those, those descriptions make sense and they're real. And 
that's what you have to go on. And it's fun just to play around, you know? Yeah. And, and I was fortunate attending that, that seminar. It was a panel discussion where they had people, you know, commercial brewers that had brewed with it. And we got yeah. to have samples from four or five different you know, breweries yeah. that had brewed nice. beers with it. It's like, okay, people I, can brew good beer with this. I'm ready right, to go. Right. I, I'm I, sad I, like I missed you at CBC, I was like, all right, man. I got to like go around and steal as many of these hops as I can. I went to like, the exhibitor only thing at CBC. I should have, I wish I'd known you were there. I, I would be, I was in Nashville there for CBC for a yeah. few days. And ne- next time, next time. Yeah. The, the best part of that seminar was like, it's all commercial brewers and right. they're sitting there with these little one ounce sample packs and most of them left them behind because what are they going to do with them? I'm like, I'm going to take these. <laughs> that's awesome, dude. Hell oh, yeah. That's so cool. That's recycling at its finest, Brian. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. That's upcycling, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, all right. If there's, if there's uh, not anything else. No, no. I, I, We're all going to get out of here at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I think I got uh, what I was looking for. Uh, I work on, uh, some water adjustments, but I think, you know, the basic recipes got some, some good stuff going with it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's minor, but yeah, I, I'm surprised that you're the permanent chill haze and that's what it is in a hazy IPA. It's permanent chill haze combination of polyphenols from the hops with, uh, you know, starches in the, in the malt that are, uh, you know, uh, uh, proteins in the malt. I'm sorry. Yeah. That make that permanent chill haze. So that's what you're doing. It's not yeast. It's not anything else. It's just mixing those two things and it stays in there and you don't filter it out or, or fine it out. But I'm surprised with so few, um, you know, uh, uh, unmalted grains in the, in the grist that you got. It was just 6% flaked uh, oats, was it? Or yes. Um, so or wheat, but yeah. I, I would usually yeah. go start with start with fifteen and do a blend of oats and wheat, both unmalted. Leave out the unmalted, or leave out the the wheat malt and just switch in for flaked wheat. But you use that white winter uh, uh, malted wheat, and it worked fine for you, and that's cool. But you know, yeah. yeah and I've I've done what you've done in the past, where it's a, a mixture of of you know, flaked wheat and flaked oats, and this time, you know, I I wanted to try that white wheat yeah, i've heard some other yeah. people talk about using that so it's I, a nice malt yeah for sure yeah. and and you want wheat character in it it helps to add to that you know the body and that nice little graininess in, in the background it's not going to offend anybody getting away the hops or anything so it's a nice addition and you know you could play with the ratio there pull that back a little bit maybe add some some more oats and uh, you know flaked oats flaked wheats i use the you know, the Quaker minute oats and they're just great, you know, just throw them in and, yeah. in, in, in great quantities and have, have fun. It doesn't and hurt. There you they're go. cheaper than the ones you get at the homebrew store. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> sure. Does the same thing. Um, all right. Well, I guess we're going to get out of here. Brian, yeah. what happens when <laughs> Brian, everyone goes, huh? Hello. Uh, what happens if someone <laughs> wants to be on the show? What do they do? You can do it. You can type Brian at the brewing network.com into your mail sending apparatus and send an email to me and I will get back to you and say, here's how you get, it's a really long winded instruction that tells you how to get your, your, your on our show, but no. I'm never, yeah, I'm never long winded in emails except when I send those ones. Um, and I tell people exactly how to do it, when to brew it and how to get it here in ideal condition without, you know, it falling off a truck on the back, you know, I don't know. 
yeah, Brian. I will say in, in the years that we've done this, I could probably count on one hand how many bottles we've had break. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Colin, one of Colin's commercial peers that he shared with us was all over in the package. So, oh, no. So that's why one of us only got one beer. You only got the one oatmeal. Mm. Or the one uh, Imperial Stout. And what the was the one? Ones. What was the one that broke? What, 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 what else? It was a. Uh, it was a sour. I think oh, it, no. it just it got. It was a Brett okay. beer. He said, "I'm, oh, I'm okay the, with that. That's fine." The Brett got a little, little wild in transport. I guess. If you said it was a Pilsner <laughs> or something like that, I would have been pissed. No, no, no. Brian at thebrainnetwork.com. Yep. Send the email. Be on the show. You too can uh, watch us figure out how to navigate the show. And if your name is Brian, you can join the council of the Brian's as we have today. Yeah. We're going to get a progressive council going eventually where every Brian will have to stay on the line while another Brian joined. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Exactly. I don't know. All right, everyone. Thanks a lot for tuning in. I appreciate it. And uh, until next time.